0: Welcome to the Transform Podcast. My name is Pastor Andrew Farhat. Looking forward to tackling part two of this question. And we got special guest, AJ Vega. He's our Director of Discipleship and Outreach for uh, St. John's Renewal. And so welcome, AJ.
1: Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me again.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so this is part two of the question, why do Christians have so many standards? Yeah. Um, and so, and I, you know, I think the question when you hear it, it kind of sounds like maybe we kind of come off as people that have a lot.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like we are like a people that just have like a certain amount of rules that we just have to follow yeah. to appease God, right?
0: Right. Yeah. And last week we hit moral and cultural, so we did a lot of that rule stuff. And so right. if you missed part one, you can check that out uh, wherever you podcast. Uh, but then today we were going to dive into the personal and the relational, and I do have Uh, A couple of quotes to kind of just kick this off. This is from Harrison Barnes, December 2021. He has a website and he writes this. He says, it is important to have high standards. For the most part, life will pay any price you ask of it. The people who achieve the most in the world have incredibly high standards, end quote. The second quote is from Abby Metcalf, PhD. She says this, today I'm going to talk about why you need to have high standards high standards but then she says and low expectations. We'll get to that too okay. cuz I think she's actually kind of biblical there. Yeah. Um but I, I think it's important to note that high standards is not just a Christian idea. Right. But it is an idea of people who know that if you want to uh, have goals and if you want to have a certain uh, kind of direction or purpose in your
1: life, you're going to have to have some standards. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, right. you see it a lot in the work in the workplace, right? Having high standards, right? To see the best of human flourishing, right? To do what you can do best to your ability. Yeah, for sure.
0: Absolutely. So like in the workplace, you gotta have it uh, or else you're not gonna have any expectations for your employees. It's true, yeah. So it's like, um, I think so. I think we're spinning back the conversation a little bit to the positive. Right. Um, And um, so I guess let's talk about one that I think every hearer um, is involved with it's friendships, yeah, and that's a big part of our life. Sure. So when it comes to standards with friends, um, I'll just start, and then you could chime in as you, as you desire. Sure. Uh, but I think that so we always are kind of looking at a, a Christian lens or a Jesus lens when it comes to this stuff. Absolutely. And I think that what I would say is this: Scripture teaches, especially through the Apostle Paul. Um, that bad company corrupts good morals. So there mm-hmm. is this thought in Scripture that you should pay attention who you're feeding off of, right. Right? who is impacting your life. Mm-hmm. And we do get impacted by the community we spend a lot of time with. Um, and so I think we have to look at that. We have to look, is this, is this helping me flourish, or is it taking away from my flourishing? Proverbs says it in a simpler fashion, too. It says, those who walk with the wise become wise. That's good. And so um, when I became a follower of Christ, I remember uh, there were some really good godly men who said, uh, Andrew, you need to have a core group. You know, you need to have a core group of friends that can pray for you, love you, encourage you, hold you accountable, be on mission with you. And I thought that that was really valuable advice because that's exactly what happened, you know, in my life. And my life improve drastically uh, to the glory of God, you know? Uh-huh. However, with that said, while scripture teaches that, we also have to hold up just as high. Jesus is clearly a friend of sinners. That's true. He's a friend of tax collectors. He's a right. friend of prostitutes. He's, uh, now, he is going out of his way to go with those who need the grace of God. Right. Now, but here's, here's what I would say. Some pastors are like, oh, yeah, I should have a ministry to prostitutes. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> right. right? So, like, you know, like my, point is sure. like, my point is, like, if you can go to uh, challenging places and be Jesus, go. Right. But if you can't go because of temptation or weakness in your own sinful nature or backsliding or whatever, or negative influences. Uh,
1: then you shouldn't go. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. Like, I think being able to have a strong base of a strong Christian community Mm -hmm. that can, you can pour into, but also they can pour into you as well. Like that's huge. And then also being able to have a mission field of uh, friends that are sinners, right? People that are broken, people that don't know who Jesus is and being Jesus to them. I think there's such an incredible opportunity that we have to bring in the transforming nature of who our God is, of who Jesus is, because that's what he did when he stepped into those spaces, right? He helps to transform those people's lives. And we need to be able to be in spaces where we can help to transform people's lives without being transformed ourselves, right, by the rest of the world.
0: That's really well said. And, and AJ, um, how would you say um, Christian community or, or friendships blessed your life so that you can? go in the direction that you've gone, and obviously um, you have uh, gone to great places, you have found a godly wife, Uh, you've been fruitful in your ministry, you travel to speak to youth, Um, And so how has Christian community blessed you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So growing up in New York, um, I think one of the biggest things was I went to public school my whole life, which I'm not saying public school is the worst thing in the world, but um, there's so many different people. And especially living in New York, there's a lot of different people from different backgrounds, different cultures, different religions. And so it was easy to kind of fall into kind of the rest of the world's mindset of doing what everyone else was doing. And from there, when I left high school and I went to Concordia in Texas, um, it was a Christian school and it was like one of the first times that like, I sat into a classroom and the professor came in and was like, okay, let's pray. And I was like, what are we doing? Like, I do not know what this is. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe we're praying in a classroom. And I think that really stirred up the reality of like being surrounded in a Christian community transformed who I was. And it really helped me to help have better discipline, being able to think about how can I care for somebody in a more meaningful way, and to be able to say how can I serve other people rather than what can other people do for me. And I think that really kind of transformed my, my thought process as far as Christian community, as far as friendships, um, the people that I was with, the conversations that I had, and even in my own internal thinking and processing in my relationship with God. Um, it just was a really healthy culture for me to to find myself in a, in a Christian community. Now that's huge. yeah, thanks. And part of the challenge is like when you're in a Christian community, it's so easy to be comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. And so being able to be able to make friends of people who are outside of that Christian community and to just build a relationship with people um, that don't yet know Jesus, like and to be Jesus to those people as well is really important too. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And then look where you are today yeah big life
0: change has happened in your life sure uh, and God's really blessed you um, and with all of this, I think there's still wisdom in boundaries if there's ever um, let's say an abusive relationship Absolutely. or someone who's taking advantage of you or who you know there's extenu- extenuating circumstances sure sometimes relationships need a little bit of boundaries yeah. um, so that you can flourish and someone's not um, uh, I think overpowering you in a way that's negative.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean you need to be in a relationship that is not only life-giving but also life-receiving as well and mm-hmm. being able to give that to other people. But there's also a reality when it comes to standards of you can't be other people's savior. Only Jesus mm-hmm. can do that. And I think that's really huge as we talk about setting up those boundaries that Um, People aren't taking advantage of you, and you don't have an unhealthy culture or mindset that you need to go and save people at the risk of your own life, right? Um, And I think that's um, a reality that we need to internally process and say, you know, what is Jesus doing in this relationship? Is it healthy for me to be continuing in this relationship? Are there conversations that I need to have as far as setting up those standards and boundaries, not only to protect them, but to also protect yourself as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, so let's transition to uh, if you are looking for a spouse, if you're so standards for choosing a husband or choosing a wife, getting married, uh, clearly uh, very relevant to our lives here. Um, So, you know, if you are looking for a wife or you're looking for a husband, let's say you're dating or whatever, what standards should you have? Because obviously I think, oh. I can't imagine a human being on this planet that would say, uh, we shouldn't have any.
1: Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think um, being able to have those standards and those boundaries are, are huge. And it's so, it's so prevalent in our culture that dating is such just like a, a normal, regular thing. Um, it's not a big deal, and yet it is a big deal for us as Christians, right? Because we want to be able to find someone that we want to spend the rest of our lives with, that we want to be Jesus to, and that they can be Jesus to us as well when we need to. And so I think the biggest thing is um, being able to like just process like what Jesus says about marriage, like like the two shall become one, right? Hmm. For you to be one with somebody, that's such an intimate, beautiful like view of what marriage is and what God does for us, right? We become one with him when we're in Christ. And I think that's, um, you know, as you process, as you go through dating, you know, thinking about that person that's you're going to be connected to for the rest of your life that you want to be committed to. Um, and the reality is that marriage is not an easy thing. Um, spoiler alert for those that don't know, um, it's not an easy thing. And that's something that you have to work towards because there's brokenness, right? There's a lot of things that people have in their lives that they've done beforehand um, that you're bringing into a relationship and um, being able to just process and to find forgiveness and to love each other just as Christ has loved the church, just as Christ has loved us and cared for us.
0: So. Absolutely. So you're you're bringing in uh, Genesis 2:24, the two shall become one. Right. So it's like, all right, you're going to become one with this person, uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially. Yep. Um, that is a big decision. Yeah. You better have some standards. Right. Uh, but then you also brought in Ephesians 5, verses 22 to 33, yep. where Paul says, "Husbands, love, love your, your wives. wives," as Christ loved the church. Yep and wives see to it that you can respect your husbands, right. and that the picture of marriage is a, a picture of Christ's relationship to the church. Right. So Jesus', Jesus relationship with the church is very tight, very close. Mm-hmm. He is our savior. He died for us. So that's an also like, man, I, I better have standards because I'm going to manifest the gospel of Jesus yeah. in this marriage. Yeah, well said. You well, know, said. so there is going to have to be some standards there, for sure. Right? For sure. Um, so, with my daughters, I always give the two J's: Job and Jesus. Job and Jesus. There you go. So there. That's are, the standard. There's two have. standards. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, awesome. And then, but I also would add to you know, like I think in a previous podcast on, on dating, Daisy and I talked about. All right, you should you should uh, have unity spiritually. You should uh, sure. be attracted to them. And then I also want to emphasize one other thing I think is important is um, is it somebody you can be a friend to you know yeah Um, and because a lot of marriage is friendship yes and so AJ how would you describe your friendship to who is now your wife yeah uh, Kristen
1: yeah, so uh, yeah, we were definitely friends before uh, we started dating, before we got married. Um, in fact, she friend zoned me. so that was uh, kind, of, <laughs> kind of a letdown. but I got out of the friend zone. I made it out and uh, by God's grace, uh, it's been really great. And I think the biggest thing is especially going through certain challenges. It's been really easy to like switch into that friend mode where we can be real with each other and we can hang on to each other and we can grow relationally with each other without having to worry about so many things that kind of surround sometimes the issue of things Mm -hmm. and really getting to the heart of like we not only just love each other, but we actually like each other. Like, we want to be around each other, and we want to grow in our characteristics, we want to grow in our uh, godliness with each other, but we also want to be able to laugh and have a great time and be able to share those God-given qualities that He's given to us with each other as well, and to really enjoy each other's presence, so. That's huge. So you guys actually started out as friends. Started out as friends. Before you just went to dating. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just thought she was attractive, and I was like, ah, I could see myself with her, and she was like, ah. And then eventually she got around to it, so.
0: You were like, hey, you know, I'd like it if we could be more than friends here. That's all right. Uh, So that's where it headed, so that's awesome. Um, So, yeah, I think that that is a, a part of... Marriage that, you know, maybe in Christian circles we can downplay because we want to be really spiritual about everything. Sure. But there is a friendship that's daily. That right. There's talking. You talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you have Hopefully to you together. like talking to them. Right, you like talking to them. That's a good to standard them. to have. Right,
1: you got to <laughs> figure out how to do dishes <laughs> together. Like, there's so many <laughs> different things you have to try to figure out. And uh, if you're strangers, man, it becomes so hard. And yeah. so being able to grow in that love and that friendship too.
0: Absolutely. But then, you know... Um, here, here's how I guide people it's like all right like what are your top three or four things that are non-negotiable mm. standards that you want to have in a spouse sure okay so like keep those in your closed hand yeah but then you know I let's let's talk about this too um, you can have too many too yes And you have yes. to realize that no one's perfect yep in any relationship Yep. Um, so and that and that once you choose a spouse after that, a lot of it becomes giving grace, because if you're having some sort of daily standard, you're gonna fight a lot. It's
1: true, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> having too much of a standard creates this miscommunication, especially if it's not communicated well, and uh, yeah, that can cause a lot of friction in a relationship, and that becomes really difficult to, to live your life in that friction, um, mm-hmm. especially when you have such high standards that like you wanna expect every day, and if you don't communicate it, and if you're, you're seeking too high right like you have yeah. no room for grace what Jesus yeah. is doing in that relationship to transform you as well
0: yeah absolutely um, great point you can have so many standards you're kind of forgetting that the purpose of marriage is for your own holiness right it's not just that they meet your needs yeah it's for your own holiness. right yeah I <laughs> you
1: know? I, uh, I don't think I ever really understood forgiveness until I got married like and grace like Because it's, like, just the closest relationship that you have on this earth. And, like, you're just in it with each other. And you're just learning and you're growing. And it's a painful process. It's a beautiful process. And, uh, yeah, it's a great time for us to be able to reflect who Jesus is. Yeah. Very well said. So, AJ, how
0: about work relationships? Like, what would happen if there was a business or organization that didn't have standards Mm. for their
1: employees. Sure. Like what
0: could go wrong, do you think?
1: Yeah, you know, a place (laughs) that doesn't have standards is absolute chaos, right? And uh, we try to not live in a world of chaos as Christians. And, uh, you know, God speaks into the chaos and creates order and standards. And, um, you know, sometimes I think there can be um, just kind of unfair things that happen in an organization, Um, especially when you don't like work in a church and you're working in a secular organization. Um, but I do think as far as, like, work relationships go, as far as with people, like, there's definitely room for grace for the people that we have and that we work with, right? We have, I love that quote that you quoted saying, like, have high, high, have, excuse me, have high standards, but low expectations, right? And <laughs> just be able to expect that you're going to be able to share grace with other people and forgiveness yeah. and to speak into people's lives. Right. Um yeah, so, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question. No, you,
0: no you are, because I think it's kind of a both-and.
1: Sure. And I think
0: we're going to um, kind of wrap it up with the grace yeah. that's needed in all of these relationships. Yeah. So, in, in work relationships, like, uh, yes, you, have, you should have standards. There should be a code of conduct sure. uh, for personal ethics and so forth. There should be clear expectations. There should be clear standards that you have, you right. know, with regards to that, and everything should just be clear and honest. And don't be afraid to talk about stuff. Yeah, you know, I think some employers can become afraid to talk about stuff. Mm. Don't be afraid. Approach people with love and grace. Yeah. you know, and you know, give things a chance. But of course, no business or organization will flourish uh, without you know having high goals and being. F- 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 Future-oriented. Sure. Let's go get it. Yeah. Um, However, with what you said, though, when it comes to friendship, spouse, work relationships, Mm. expect messy. Yeah, for sure. So, the reason Scripture teaches us that is all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right. Um, And Ecclesiastes really kind of lays out that you know like this world isn't yet uh, made whole yet. Sure. You know, there's, sure. some things there's something that, more. Yeah, there's something more. And yeah. so there's going to be brokenness. There's going to be uh, imperfections. And so um, scripture teaches us to bear with each other mm-hmm. in love. It says right. to be eager to maintain unity uh, through the bond of peace with believers. Paul says, Romans 12:18. so much as is possible, live at peace with everyone. Right, right. Proverbs also has a, bi- a lot of proverbs about living at peace with people as mm-hmm. much as you can. Yeah. Um, you know, and so you are forgiving. Forgiving is canceling people's debts. It is uh, releasing them from any retribution, yep. um, and that is the s- a significant Christian ethic. Yeah. Jesus says, if you don't forgive others, my Heavenly Father won't forgive you. Right. I think that makes it a high Christian ethic for us, yeah. um, and so but yeah, like if you are in friendships or any sort of relationship where like every little thing you do is nitpicked at, yeah, ugh, it's yeah. so awful.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like you become just living in a world of like your own standards where your God is your own mirror, right? And uh, that's not a healthy way to live. And so, you know, I had a mentor that told me once um, just in any situation to uh, pray, be flexible, and then pray about being flexible. I think that's a really good way to think about, like, how we should have standards for other people and care for other people and still show them that grace and love of Jesus Um, that first showed that love to us, right? I mean, man, if God had too high of expectations or too high of standards for us, man, we would not have received the grace of Jesus, right? But praise God for him and what he's done for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's well said.
0: You know what? That almost just sounded like a closing mic drop. Like, you just are like,
1: boom. I don't want to drop these mics because they're expensive.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And um, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on this podcast, you could submit it to hello at sjdenver.org. And if you have been blessed by our podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, follow us, or share it with someone that you think would be blessed as well. Hope you are doing well. We'll see you next time. Take care.